Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is life-giving. We thank you that signs, miracles, and wonders will always follow the word preached as we believe. And we believe today, Father, that your word is going to change our lives. Let every word that is said be inspired by the Spirit of God. And as I have decreased, I thank you for the anointing to teach and preach, to reach every person here in this place, that they will not leave here spiritually unfed or taught. We thank you in advance, and we give you the glory, and we give you the praise, and we give you the honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Last week was our family Sunday, and I started a teaching related to the family. Everybody say the family. Family is the core of the earth as well as the kingdom of God. In other words, the kingdom of God is made of families. God started the earth with one man and one woman. They produced a family which we call godly seed or reproducing of godly seed. And so today, I want to continue our lesson, and I know the lesson title, I haven't got to it yet. See, what I'm on right now is like a cake. You don't see the cake at the beginning. You just see all of the ingredients. And so if you're hanging there with me, you will eventually see, because the title of today's teaching again is Family Grace from Vision Partnership. Everybody say this with me. Say, Family Grace from Vision Partnership. All right, now, the goal of today's message is to bring awareness of how important the role of the man and the woman is because we can't talk about family without talking about the roles, amen? So the purpose of today's message is to communicate the roles of the man and the woman and show how obeying principles within the family relationship blesses the family. Our final goal, when I get to the end, is to review the New Testament definition of family and discover the grace and favor that is connected to that family when it has a kingdom conscious. Amen. Now, last week, I'm just going to do a small review because I, I, I have to give adequate time to the ladies like I did to the men last week. Now, I caught the men by surprise. They weren't ready for them. So I kind of sucker punched the men last week. But see, the ladies, y'all think y'all ready for me. Y'all really not ready for me this morning. In fact, I just want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you think he's talking to you, he is. Now look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, if you don't think he's talking to you, he is anyway. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. 
God and the kingdom of God are principle-driven. Say principle-driven. Principles are modes of actions that are predictable to work and can be relied upon if we act upon them. The very thing that makes God's word reliable is that it's principle-based. Now, last week I gave you a scripture, it's Isaiah 55, 11. You don't have to turn there, and 12. It was talking about the word of God, and it says that the word is like, it says it's like the rain that comes down and snow from heaven and does not return, but waters the earth, and it makes it bring forth in bud, and it may give seed to the sower and bread to the either. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. My word shall not return to me void, and my word will accomplish that which I please, and my word will prosper in the thing that I send it. So we can rely on the word of God. And when it comes to the family setting, if we govern our family by by biblical principles, our families will work the way God wants them to. Will somebody say amen? Now, of course, we have to obey God's word and we have to do that with faith. And, and, and see, here's the thing. Here's the thing that will not make the principles of God work. Either you don't know the principles or you don't do the principles or you don't believe the principles. Now, see, the Bible says faith without is what? Dead. But guess what? Works also without is dead so you have to combine them and that's why the bible says that the word preached did not profit some people because it's what it wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it in other words i can give you some principles based on god's word for your family and you don't believe them and they're not going to work for you now you may hear just because you hear it don't mean you believe it amen all right y'all waiting for me to hit y'all ain't y'all Go to Genesis chapter 1. Go back to Genesis chapter 1. Go to Genesis chapter 1. God established principles for the family to function that will work if we work them. They won't work if we don't work them. Amen. Genesis chapter 1, look in verse 26. We started here last week. I just want to point out something to you. This is a very, very major principle, and that is this. When God created mankind, he created both man and woman equal. God is not a male chauvinist. Amen. Amen. Watch in verse 26. It says, and God said, let us make man in our what? In our image and after our likeness. And let them, say them. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over cattle and all all the creatures of of the earth. And then watch this, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Read it with me. Male and female, he created them. So here's the point that we made last week, and then I'm going to jump into this morning's lesson. When God created mankind, he created mankind and, or mankind, or women and men, he created them spiritually equal, but they are responsibly different. Everybody say this with me. Say, men and women are spiritually equal, but responsibly different. Now, I gave you a take-home statement last week that I want to give you again, and here it is. Because, see, when you govern your family by principles in the Bible, you can rely that your family is going to eventually line up with them. Which means that blessings stay when, blessings stay when we obey, blessings leave when we don't believe. How do we know when we don't believe? When we don't do them. Right. Amen, lights. That was, amen. I heard that light bulb. Tell me an amen right up there. 
Amen. Now, last week we said that men were created to lead, feed, and honor. Say that with me. Say lead, lead feed. feed Say it again. Amen. And we talked about men. Now, go to Genesis chapter 2 because there was one more thing that I didn't give the men that I just got to give them. And then I'm going to jump into it. I got 22 minutes to, to get on the ladies, all right? All right. Here's one more thing. Genesis chapter 2. This is a major, major principle. Your marriage will not work, men, if you don't do this. Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave. Everybody say leave. It didn't say cleave. It said therefore shall a man leave his father and his mama. Not mother. Mama. That's my, my, that's my rendition. He must leave his father and his mother, and then he shall what? Cleave unto his wife. That word leave means to relinquish, to abandon, to let alone, and to neglect. You can't have a good marriage if all you're talking about is your mama. He said, who is he talking about my mama? Yeah, I'm talking about your mama this morning. Some of y'all talk to your mama more than you do your wife. It said, leave your father and mother. If you, listen, if, he, if you about to get married and he living with his parents, you better not marry him. <laughs> okay. The word cleave means to stick to. To follow closely and be joined together. So let me reread that verse. This is what he's really saying. Therefore shall a man leave, relinquish, abandon, and let alone his mother and his father and cleave, which means to follow closely and stick to his wife. Here's a biblical principle. If you don't do that, your marriage won't do good. Now, I'm a, it don't tell the wives to do that, but women, don't tell your parents all your, all your business. They can't respect your husband when you do that. Amen. Now go to Genesis chapter 2. It's, it's happening. Ooh, I got 20 minutes too. Praise the Lord. Ooh, I'm really, ooh, I feel like the matrix this morning. Okay. Check this out. Here's the first point I want to make about our ladies. And if you're not, if you're not married, don't worry about it. Because I know you want to be. I'm still talking to you. Amen. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Women are to be a help meet to their husband, even if he is not at their spiritual level. I'm going to say that one again. <laughs> Women are to be a help meet to their husband, even if he is not at their spiritual level. Now let's read the Bible. <laughs> I'm having fun this morning. Can y'all tell? Watch this. Watch this. Verse 18. It says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a mama to help him. <laughs> that is not what that Bible says. 
He says, I will make him a what? A help me. Now let me read that in the amplified version. Are y'all ready? Now the Lord God said, it is not good, sufficient, or satisfactory that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper, meet, suitable, adapted, and complementary, not competitively, for him. Now, that word help meet is two different words. The word help, it, it comes from the word ezer. You know, you have Ebenezer. Ebenezer means a stone of help. Ezer is the word help. And that's what he was saying. And that word help is defined as one who helps an, an aid or a counterpart. I'll say it again. This is the definition of the word help. One who helps. It also means an aid and a counterpart. Now. Go to Psalm 121. Keep your hand there because we're coming back. Go to Psalm 121. Let me, let me show you how important a help meet is supposed to be from, a, from God's standpoint. He said, I will make a help meet, a helper, an aid for this man. Psalm 121. Okay. And then look in verse 1 and 2 because this same word help is the same word I'm about to show you. 121. Psalm 121, verse 1, 2. He says, I will lift up my, he- my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Watch this. That word help is the same help over there, but watch it again. He says, my help comes from who? The from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. That word help is the same help over there in Genesis. So the same way that God wants to help you is the same way God wants you to help your husband. Now, a helper and a slave are different. He didn't say he was going to make you a slave meet. He said a help meet. Amen, men. That means they can't do it all because if they do it all, they're not helping. They're doing. Now, you don't, listen, you don't even need a wife if you ain't got enough, if you ain't doing enough to even need some help. Okay, okay, single men. How many single in the room? Okay, let me tell you how to stay single. Don't do nothing. That's how you stay single right there. Because God is not required to bring you a helper if you don't need no. Oh, y'all are so smart this morning. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now. Go, uh. Let me see how I want to go about this. Go back to Genesis now. This is going to be real good right here. If you notice in verse 18, it says, I will make him a help meet or a help suitable for him. So guess what? Because I hear some of y'all thinking. Well, my husband don't do this, he don't do this, he don't do this. See, just because he's not spiritually at your level don't mean that he's still, you still not his help me. In fact, let me just break it down for you. 
Authority comes from position, not performance. See, he's the head by choice and by uh, assignment and by position, not by performance. He may not be performing like he should be, but that does not stop you as a help me to still help him. Boy, I thought I'd get more. Men, are y'all scared to clap? It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Because some of y'all in bun, I'm going to help you out this morning, though. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. Now, notice this in verse 18. He says, I will make him a help me. That word, I will make, means to fashion, to produce, to deal with, to prepare, and to put in order. Listen to what it says. This is God talking. He says, and it's not good that man should be alone. I am going to make, fashion, produce, deal with, prepare, and put in order a help me for you. Now, I got a secret for you. You still may be single, but God is not through producing you, dealing with you, preparing you, uh, putting you in order. And that's why some of y'all not married because you, you're not allowing God to put you in order yet. If you got married right now, that man has to do everything you say. It is your way or the highway. I still thought I would get more claps from the men, but that's all right. I'm up here by myself. Lord, help me. Once you are married, does not mean that the making process stops. He says, I will make you a help me. That means that just because because you got married don't mean that making process has stopped. So if you are married, God is, he has not stopped producing you. He has not stopped preparing you. He has not stopped putting you in order. And he has not stopped fashioning you. And sometimes that process, it happens through your husband. You know, God will use your husband to get you in line. Some of y'all fighting y'all husband right now. Y'all fighting that joker. He got a black eye right now. Now, go to Isaiah real quick. Isaiah, Isaiah quick. Okay, Isaiah quick. Isaiah, go to 64. Let me, let me show you what happens. When, when a woman jumps off the, the potter's wheel... Is when the making process stops. See, he said he wanted to put you in order, prepare you, and deal with you. Because there are going to be times that God needs to deal with you to fix your husband. Somebody has to stay on the potter's wheel for the process to work. Isaiah 64. Watch this now. Verse 8. Are you there? Say, I'm there. It says, but now, Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. And we are all the work of your hands. Now, watch this. Now, if you jump up, uh, go to to Jeremiah 18. You can let that go. Jeremiah 18. Notice, I I read that just, just so you can see that. We're all under the handiwork of God. 
Jeremiah 18, look in verse 3. Jeremiah 18, verse 3. Now, this is when he was at the potter's house. Then I went down. I'm in verse 3 of Jeremiah chapter 18. Then I went down to the potter's house, word of truth, family church. And behold, God, or the potter, was working a work on the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again. There's that word made. He made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the potter. So in other words, women, the only way God can continue to fashion you, produce you, deal with you, prepare you, and keep you in order is if you stay on the potter's wheel. Amen. Now, let me tell you what happens when you get off the potter's wheel. Because it's happening to some of y'all right now. When you get off the potter's wheel, ladies, you become his mama now. You become his boss now. You become in charge. You do everything. Now, there's nothing wrong with shared responsibilities. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you became the boss because you out of position. And let me tell you something about the blessings of God. They can't flow if you at the top. Ooh, Lord, I just sucker punched somebody right there. Bam, oh, he got me. Turn over now. I know, I know. Turn over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Go to 1 Peter. Go to 1 Peter, because I feel, I feel like hot water cornbread right now. Boy, y'all frying me up up here. I know, I know, I know, I know you feel it. You need to feel it. 1 Peter chapter 3. Watch this now. I'm, I'm about to get you. I'm about to get you. I'm about to get you. It's all good, though. Godly submission is necessary for a godly marriage to function. I'm going to say that again. Godly submission is necessary for a godly marriage to function. Now, 1 Peter chapter 3. Are you there? Say, I'm there. I'm going to read verse 1, but I'm just going to read the A part of the verse. It says, likewise, you who? Wives. So who is he talking to? He's talking to wives. What did he tell you to do? He said, be in subjection, and I like the term, to your own husband. How you fixing your boss coffee? All nice and sweet. Uh, how you want it? Oh, would you like something? You, he didn't even ask for it. You ask him, would you like something to eat? Would you like? You don't do that at home. Ooh, y'all know to see some of these faces I'm looking at right now. You ain't asked your husband, I don't even, probably on your honeymoon, would he like something? How you going to ask somebody else and you ain't even asking him? Watch this now. Let me read it out and amplify it. Ooh, I thought it was good. In like manner, you married women. Be submissive to your own husband. Husband, Subordinate yourselves as being secondary and dependent on them and adapt yourselves to them. 
It didn't say he need to adapt himself to you. Well, he know what I like. Well, what's, what's that all about? Now, let me help you because y'all know I like to teach the word subjection there. It means to submit oneself. Now, see, this is where friction in relationship comes in because he's trying to make you do something that you're supposed to be doing yourself. It says submit yourself. So that's where the wrestling match comes in. She got on her Tarzan suit. And you got on your Tarzan, tar, well, Tarzan, Tarzan, Tarzan for the girls and Tarzan for the man. And we got it going on and there's a fight. And you know why there's a fight? Because he's trying to make you do something that you ought to be doing yourself. Praise the Lord. The word subjection means to submit oneself to voluntarily to arrange under. To yield to one's admissions or uh, uh, admonition and advice. To yield yourself to admonition. The word admonition kind of means correction. And then it says also to the yield to advice. Some, some, some of y'all, you got your husband shut down. He can't say nothing because before he even get it out of his mouth, you done already beat him down. That ain't going to work. Well, I'm going to do this. How are we going to do He even get the idea out good. You ain't even heard him out. Who am I talking to in this room? <laughs> Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. He's talking to some lady up in this house. Now, now go back to Ephesians. I'm almost out of time. Go to Ephesians. Keep your hand here. Keep your hand here because we're coming back. Go to Ephesians now. Go to Ephesians. Go to Ephesians. Chapter 5. Boy, we're going to have some good discussion on the way home today, ain't we? If we're going to have discussions at all. <laughs> I can just see you in the car. You didn't believe what he was saying, did you? And you sitting up there shaking. No. <laughs> Woo, the Lord is still good up in here, up in here, up in here. Watch this, Ephesians chapter 5, look at this, verse 24. It says, therefore, I'm in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto who? Christ. So let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Boy, that's a tough word, ain't it? That's a tough word. That's a tough word. And I hear you thinking. I hear you thinking, baby. I got you. Because you're like, he ain't saved. What are you talking about in everything? Now, we, of course, we're talking about in everything that's right and godly. You can't sit up there and smoke a joint with him. I'm not talking about that. Go back to 1 Peter chapter 3. Go back to 1 Peter chapter 3. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm read something. Uh, I'm going to read uh, what I just read you. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified real quick. Uh, Ephesians 5.24 in the Amplified. This is what it says. Uh, for it says, as the church is subject to Christ. Well, it says the same thing. So I, I don't have to read that. I don't have to read it. Then it goes on to say in the next verse. 
Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. Now, some of you all may be saying, well, he don't love me, so I ain't going to submit to him. That don't count. Your role is your role. Amen? Now, go to, uh, are you back in 1 Peter? I'm about to make a statement that some of you all may not like, but I'm going to make the statement. Submission of a wife to her husband is like oil to, to the engine of a car. It works well when it has oil, but it won't work without it. Your marriage is not going to be what it needs to be until you, woman of God, submit yourself to his leadership. Now, I hear you thinking, well, he ain't godly and he don't come to church and he don't do this and he don't do that. But we can start a whole rap song on that, can't we? I knew you would say that. Go now to 1 Peter. Go back to 1 Peter. Look at chapter 3. Now watch this. I'm going to read the whole verse this time. I'm going to read the whole verse. Watch this. Likewise, you wives being subjected to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the way their, 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 their wives live. If he ain't living right, you live right, and your living right will get him to live right. In other words, he's saying here, if you got a husband that ain't living by the word, he didn't say preach the word to him. See, that's why some of y'all's husbands turned off. Turn, I mean, they turned off like a light switch. I'm talking about they turned off like Uncle and came over to your house and turned electricity off. I mean, it ain't working. And you know why it ain't working? Because you're trying to tell him everything. But see, right here, it says they got to be won not by what you say. They got to be won by how you live. All right, here's the last thing. Go to Ephesians chapter three, uh, chapter 5. Go back to Ephesians chapter 5. Let me read that in the Amplified very quickly. Hold on. Let me, let me read in the Amplified. It says, And likewise, you married women, be submissive to your own husbands. Subordinate yourselves as being secondary to, to and, and, and dependent on them and adapt yourselves to them so that even if any do not obey the word of God, they may be won over not by discussion but by the godly lives of their wives. In other words, he don't need that lip. He just need a life to look at. That's 2009 version. <laughs> I might as well, since I'm punching, I might as well just punch you, right? Go to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to stop right here. Ephesians chapter 5. Y'all probably, ooh, praise the Lord Jesus. Why did I come to church today? Ooh, Lord, help me. Ephesians chapter 5. Look in verse 33. Watch this now. This is good. It says, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife. What are we supposed to do? Love his wife even as we love what? I said, see, I know how much a man love, his, love himself by how he treat his wife. So some of the reason why he treat you bad, woman of God, because he don't like himself. Yeah, I said it. I said it, I said it, I said it. Touch, touch the neighbor and say, neighbor. He said it. But watch what else it goes on to say. And the wife see that she reverences her husband. That word reverence means to respect. 
See, it ain't working because you ain't got no respect for the man. But see, you got to respect the man because God told you to. You got to respect the man because God put him in a position. And listen, you, and see, okay, let me read, let me read this. Let me, oh, watch this, watch this. Let me, let me read it in, in the Amplified. I just like this. This is so good. Amplified, whoever did that, they did, they, that, that was from God. It's from God. However, let each man without exception love his wife as being in a sense his very own self. And let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband. That she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him. And that she defers to him, praises him and loves and admires him exceedingly. Oh my God today. You done made it all about you, baby. But if, if you were making it about him, he will make it about you. But he got to make it. See, everybody's in it for themselves. What he going to do for me? What she going to do for me? What they going to do for me? We, we taking each other credit before we get married. What's your credit score? What's your credit score? Everybody's in for, you know, but what are you going to bring to the table? Your respect for your husband and obedience to God's word will win them over even if they are unbeliever. I know submission has been a bad word, but it's a Bible word. And some of y'all flunking. I'm closing right now. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. He closing right now. Some of y'all are flunking. I mean, you ain't even making an F. I don't even know what the next grade is. Zero, you are making a zero. At least with an F, you got a few right. <laughs> Some of y'all making zeros, man. God cannot even, pay. and you're wondering why things are not, I'm telling you why things are not working. Amen. I need to smile and say that. My wife said, last week you was just frowning. Okay, Amen. <laughs> Now, just so you know, next week, I'm going to show you that when you operate in family principles, there is a grace or favor that comes on your life that is undeniable. I'm going to tell you something. Things are working for my wife and I because we don't learn how to stay on the same page. Well, I, well, she says easy respect. Well, that's wonderful. But you can win a person over without your words by how you live. Because let me tell you something. Men know they ain't doing you right. He know he ain't doing you right. If he ain't doing you right, he know he ain't doing you right. And boy, if you just stay sweet as coffee. Instead of, because you're like, I ain't letting no. See, that's what we get to run over. I ain't letting no man run over me. He, ta- he ain't talking to me any old way. Why ain't saying he got to let him talk to you like that? All you got to do is say, baby, thank you for cussing me out. Thank you. Thank you. I receive it in the name of the Lord. I receive that. No, because that's what's happening up in here. You cussing her out. Call, and see, here's the problem. God gave the assignment to Adam to call all the animals what they were named. So what are you calling your wife? Because whatever you calling her is what she is. 
Okay, I'm done. I'm out of time. Give the Lord a head clap if you would. <laughs> Woo, you may be here this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You may be here today. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. It's real easy to do. The Bible says if you were...